selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is a headgum podcast. Celebrity Book Club. Hey, dude, what's up? Hey, Mikey, how are you? Doing pretty freaking good. Are uh, you sitting down on your fat ass right now? Yeah, I fucking am. What's up? Okay, get this. I got us two tickets tonight. Celtics. No. No. Versus Lakers. This Courtside! Shut the fuck up! Courtside! At the garden! At the garden! No fucking tonight. way! So cancel your plans! Shut the Tell fuck your up. wife I won't be home tonight! Shut the We're fuck up! We're going to up. the garden! Lisa, I'm not coming home tonight or tomorrow! We might even have to get a hotel room in downtown Boston. Oh, that sounds just, like a great just idea. Just for us. We shouldn't drunk drive. I don't think so. No, not at all. We should definitely get a room at that Marriott right off 93. I don't want you getting on this Zakem after, you know, 19 Bud no, Lights. No, you're blinded by the gorgeous lights of the skyline and oh. You're going right over the Zakem. The Zakem is such a beautiful it's bridge. such a gorgeous bridge with that wishbone uh, architecture. I wish I could be a bridge designer. <laughs> okay, so we're going to Tams. We're, yeah, we're going to Tams before. We're, do, we're doing Irish car bombs. We're doing shots. Six Irish car bombs each. Maybe we hit up Teatro for some, like, you know, moderately placed Italian food. Oh, I've, I've never been to that place, but I read about it in uh, in the Herald. They gave it three stars. Yeah, Sounds- super nice. They do a squid ink that I think that would really agree with you. We got free tickets, right? So right. let's use the money we would have spent right, right, on right. going to Teatro. Yeah, I am gonna. I just got a new uh, pea coat from Banana Republic. It's cropped. Oh, yeah. Nice, dude. Nice, dude. No, it's dude. super nice. Uh, it's really good for, like, hanging out with your boys on kind of a casual dressy night or something. Right, because, well, I got my jersey, but I should probably wear something nicer for Teatro, yeah, right? Yeah, because we're going out to a nice restaurant now, yeah, so yeah. maybe okay. dress it up a uh, little bit. Trish, you got my Eddie Barrel quarter zip washed? The maroon burgundy one. XL? 
Yeah, thanks, babe. Uh, I actually already booked the room. I did it on Booking.com for that Marriott that I mentioned. So, oh, like, awesome. Cool. Really good site. Really good points. Yeah, value. They have a, it's one large king. That feels good enough for two men like us. That feels totally normal. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so I guess uh, I'll, I'll pick you up. Yeah. Maybe in an hour or so? Sh- sure, sounds good. And then maybe tomorrow we can like do a duck tour or something while we're hungover. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'll, I'll call the day first. All right. All right. I'll see you. Okay, yeah. okay see you in an hour, buddy. See, see you in an hour, my buddy. <laughs> Good talk. Good talk. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. Boys are allowed. Celebrity book club. Say it loud and proud. Celebrity book club. Buzz me in. I brought the Cuervo. Hey, best friend. Uh, so good to see you on this St. Patrick's Day week. It is so good to see you, dude. We're both wearing green. And that wasn't even intentional, but it just, I, there was something in the air today that I was like, it's about oh. celebrating. Erin St. Aaron Gabralis, am I right? Hell yes. Because <laughs> I'm about to get so twist yeah. in this episode, I'm going to take off my sports bra. In honor of St. Patrick's Day, we read Kevin Garnett. Garnett! New book, which literally came out this week. Hi, we're well, relevant podcast. Deal with it. Yeah. Hello, new books, anyone? <laughs> uh, the news called It Wants Itself Back. <laughs> Release table vibes. Uh, so the book is called KGA to Z. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, okay. So he kind of goes by his initials. Maybe that's just a fun plan. The fact that he's known as that. Oh, no, 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 no. This book is literally a dictionary. Yeah, it's a dictionary. <laughs> he reinvented the dictionary. Oh, and by the way, if you don't know, because your head is under a shamrock. Oh, yeah. Kevin Garnett played for the Celtics and won them the first championships in like forever. He's one of the. He will, he's won MVP of the league twice. Uh, best defensive forward or something <laughs> like that. This is where I'm going to get lost <laughs> okay. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> he's like one of the greatest players ever. He's like non-offense. He's defense, which is crazy because he's <laughs> I, tall. I will say reading this book, I came away knowing nothing more about basketball <laughs> than I did going in. So I was like a huge Celtics fan as a child and I was part of the official Celtics kids club, which just meant... Oh I'm wait, sh- this was like how I was part of the Kelly Clarkson street team in exactly. high school. Exactly. <laughs> Did you did you have to promote the Celtics on your own time, unpaid? <laughs> no, that she was like less of an insane internship. It was more like I'm sure like my parent like I sent in like such a like invoice piece of paper, and like I'm sure my parents wrote a check for like twenty five dollars, and then they sent me back a certificate that said like Lily, like member of the Celtics Kids Club, and then I also had like a badge that was just like I'm a kid. And I'm part of the Celtics okay. Kids Club. So it was a badge and a certificate. Yes. It was very like a certificate that's just like, you own this star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it was very like, I don't even feel like I got a t-shirt. Like, it was much more just badge Right, but stuff. you felt a sense of belonging. And well, for a yeah. kid, that's so important. Oh, my God. Because kids need No, they community. need community. No, kids need to find their tribe. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag find your tribe. And especially <laughs> as a kid who had learning difficulties. Right. ADD. I really it's kind of related funny because with you this act, book. but you don't have dyslexia, which is the one because like saying like that you just like have ADD. It's very like cool, 
babe, cool. congrats, yeah. everyone has everyone trouble focusing. <laughs> like, that's not really special. But, like, when you have dyslexia, people are like, oh, that actually is a thing. And, like, I can see why that would make your life more difficult, like, and sort of, like, standardized settings. But you don't have dyslexia. No, I was diagnosed with a nonverbal learning disorder as a child. I don't really know, still kind of know what that so means. The, so you have trouble in the thinking area. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, it's in the kind of the math, the math area. They were like, oh, like numbers. Numbers. They were like, you're never going to be an architect. Right. And I was like, bitch. <laughs> watch, watch me. <laughs> watch me. Wait, yeah. this is so like some random viral tweet. And you're just like, and they said I'd never be an architect. <laughs> Today, I just designed my first <laughs> building. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like me this, in front of a massive like, museum, weird. but like in a weird city. Right. Well, I was thinking more would just be like, the most like boring like student center. That's oh, like okay. this like <laughs> three level. <laughs> just like. Now, about Kevin Garnett, the okay. reason why this is, book is organized so fabulously that I feel like we both loved. Yes. So the book is just all entries. And so like an entry at most will be three pages, but a lot of them are just a paragraph and it goes from A to Z. So it'll be like the, uh, Kobe will, Bryant. Kobe Bryant. But then it'll be like Kevin Costner. And then it'll just be like Family Guy. Video games. Jehovah's Witness. And one thing that I've always thought, you should be able to open a book to any page and it should work. As someone who likes to make Thank very you. snap judgments on things, like I don't like I'm always picking up one of my boyfriend's like whatever, like Lacanian philosophy yeah. tomes. And I'm like in the middle of some dissertation and I'm just like I don't know this is insanely dense and like I actually think this point is wrong and he's being like well you actually need to read it from them which is like well you actually like that's a bad writer if I can't open the book to <laughs> the it, middle you're like it's a bad writer if it's not a coffee table book <laughs> no if it's not if I don't have big pictures or just like easy to hop into it's like not for much time what's I, cool about this book right it's like well, you can hop in, but it's not a coffee table book. But you can just hop in to anywhere in a coffee table book style. Um, so wait, can I read this passage where Absolutely. he describes um, why he wrote it like this? Because I really related to this. I think I know what you're going to read. And I was like, when I was reading it, I was like, damn, Stephen's going to really connect with this part. So he's like saying like, he's like, oh, I'm dyslexic. I struggle with words on a page. Yet here I am writing words on a page. That's one of the reasons I decided to structure this book this way. Like an encyclopedia with little bite-sized entries. Because of my reading problems and my limited attention span, I'm not the kind of dude who's going to kick back on the couch with a book for an hour or two. I'm going to pick up a book, read a page or two, and then bounce. So I want to write the kind of book that I'd want to read. I was like cheering. I was like, yes, bitch. Literally, I'm so like, pick up, like read a page and then bounce. I, I can't, like, literally when I sit down on a couch, like with a book, it's insane to me. I like start playing music. I like get a cup of water. I like get to two pages and I'm like this and is then absurd. Our, I feel like you are only thinking as you're reading I'm reading I'm sitting there I'm just going I'm reading my book I feel like that's also like I feel like when I lost my virginity that was the only thought I was having it was like I'm having sex <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Um, Kevin Garnett. For those of you who don't know, uh, again, basketball, basketball player. <laughs> from the South Carolina. Yes. Um, what is a kind of a famous basketball player, probably in the top, maybe top 20? I think top 10. Okay, let's say top 10. Well, she, no, probably top 20. Okay. And he, you know, he grew up poor in the Carolinas. He had this crazy thing happen to him in high school. Did you read that part? The, yeah. The lynching? Oh, yeah. So that was completely insane. So he gets in a fight. You know, he's he's learning basketball and playing basketball. And basketball is like life. But his like, you right. know. But his mom is like not so pro basketball. And he's, oh, this is, okay. So he didn't really tell his mom. Because she was very like a hard ass. And she was always like, work hard, study hard. And like, she would, you know, occasionally be physical. He had yeah. this like stepdad who beat 
him. And then he met his dad, who he was like, oh my God, finally I have a dad. And, and then the, the dad, dad was left. Like, also an asshole. And so, like, the mom was very just like, okay, don't play basketball. Like, just like go to school. Study, right. Go to school, like, get a job. Da, da, da. And even when he then started, like, got on the team in high school, like, he had to hide it from his mom. And then, like, once he saw her in the stands and she was, like, so pissed. Yeah. So he was kind of just being, like, not really mentioning that he was going to basketball practice. Okay. Also, this made me kind of think about, like, how, like, I was, right, like, so obsessed with basketball as a kid and, like, right, as a Celtics team. And I went to basketball girls camp and I was like before the WNBA existed I was like I want to be a basketball player and like maybe they will like invent a basketball team for folks right like me and then came middle school where we met and like I had not I didn't audition for the basketball team and I just feel like I'm a slow runner and I was like so shocked I did not make the A or B team and we ended up on like the kind of the oh, D list. Was I on C team? Yeah, basketball we also? were on C team basketball. We would like go play basketball at this Armenian church. Oh right, and, and it just, was like and it was just like all the like losers and faggots. And, <laughs> yeah, like, just like fat freaks. kids and freaks yeah. and like autistics and yeah, and we were all just like bouncing around. And like, we just... also played handball, right? Yeah, they they switched it up for us. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? We're like these kids can't do anything for too long. <laughs> and that was just such a blow to my ego. I really was like, you really thought you were going to be this like champion baller? Yeah. Yeah, because I was like playing b-ball all the time. Once I skipped soccer practice and my entire soccer team watched super awkwardly and I played basketball at the same park with my babysitter. Sorry, 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 sorry. So you went to like like youth soccer practice. Yeah. Your babysitter took you there. And then you were like, huh, sorry, kids. No, I didn't even go. And you go. just like walked off the field, like tossed your shin guards behind you. No, I didn't even go to the practice. I just told my babysitter, I was like, I don't want to go to soccer practice. Let's just still just go to the park and play you basketball. You were just allowed to not go to soccer practice? Yeah, and then we just played basketball and they were like all kind of like looking at me. <sighs> Being like, what are you doing? <laughs> the lack of discipline. <laughs> you know how badly I didn't want to fucking go to youth soccer or fucking Little League and had to? I can't believe you were even put in Little League. Yeah, I know. It's completely insane. And it was like all these like psycho parents who were just like so like projecting onto their kids and just like, it's the fucking ball, Timmy! No, once in Little League. And when I, I never, I caught the ball once in two years. Oh, that's so sad thinking about you in Little League. Yeah, like... I mean, it was always like deep right field. Yeah, and you're there. That's sort of the C-team basketball of baseball. Right. You're back there kind of waiting, just staring at the stars, and your dad was like, son, like, it's good to join a team. Wait, we were in the middle of a survey, Kevin, and we got very sidetracked, but we were saying why he got kicked out of Oh, okay, so this is, like, learned about this extremely fucked up law. I guess they, like, made a lynching law, supposedly, to protect black people. Then, of course, they the courts were racist and used it against Well, it's like, people, I mean, basically. yeah, a, a lots of laws can be used against the vulnerable. Existing laws that, like, aren't necessarily always used for that purpose. The law is a double-edged sword, as we say. Exactly. And he, but anyway, so it's like, he saw his friend, like, getting jumped, and then, like, he went in to go, like, defend his friend, and, like, there was a fight. But anyway, so he was, like, on probation from this fight, or on parole. On parole. So basically in South Carolina, this lynching law is, like, they turned it, and they were just like, oh, lynching is also just if a fight is, like, more than two people. So they charged him with lynching. And it's basically, like, a capital offense there. So he, like, got a lawyer and transferred the charge to Chicago where it's only a fine of $50. Which is kind of, like, fabulous of that lawyer. 
I know. And so at this time, he's getting like super successful and he's getting like on like an NBA. He's like going to like teen camps, like Nike like camps, the Nike and camp. And he is like insanely tall. Wait, okay, this is another thing. Oh wait, the seven feet thing. The seven, where, wait, wait, that's li- insane. No, but literally the passage in the book where I was like, okay, I'm sure like this book out of all the books we read won't have the same passage that like every celebrity does, where they're just like, oh, I was tall and <laughs> I was so tall and, and awkward, fitted. and it was so awkward how tall he was. And then literally in this book. Yeah, but here, okay, if I may defend him for a second, he's like basically seven feet, so it's like... No, I mean, I'm sure he felt ostracized. I just think it's amusing that every single yes, celebrity no, has, should to say, start... has to say that they were just like, no, and it was actually super weird, and I was so tall. Thin and tall. And, and I was I like, re- wait, oh wait, here we go. Okay. I know being tall is something usually seen as good, but for a kid, it also means you're always going to be noticed. You can't hide. You're the focus of attention. And if you don't feel good about yourself to begin with, as many kids don't, you don't want to be noticed. You can feel awkward. You can feel like a freak of nature. Being shy, the last thing I wanted was attention. So it's like, no, that so actually like could have been lifted from any of the books we read. We should start keeping tally of like drink of tall, every time. Drink every time there's a, I was super tall. I was super tall I and like super, super, gangly. super weird and gangly. Okay, and this is my question for you. Like, what would you do if this happened to you? So his mom like picks him up from court after this like charge was transferred to Chicago with bags packed with his <gasps> oh, little sister. Is, yeah. They fly to Chicago. The flight is very turbulent. It's very turbulent. They get to Midway, not O'Hare, and she literally just says, okay, bye, turns around, gets on the the next flight back to Carolina. And he's just left in And she, no plan or anything. No plan with his 14-year-old sister. And he's what, he's 16? He is 18 at that point. Okay, he is technically an adult. Right. And she didn't speak the entire time. And he talks about how, like, nerves, and he was like, well, I knew not to say anything to her. And then... What he does is he just like calls through, like he just. Well, like, his, yeah, it was uh, honestly he was very spy about it because he was like he knew yeah. the name of this coach that he had met at the Nike camp, and and he was just like I'm at Midway, and the guy was just like I'll Stay be there, there in thirty, and then picks him and his sister up and like brings them to an empty apartment, and then he calls the mom, and the mom I guess is like I knew he'd find you, and then and then that. High school did change, his last year in high school did change his life. But that was very the moment, like, that's the kind of moment in every celebrity story where, like, they get to the big city and it's like... Right, and it's like Demi Moore and her mom, like, peddling at auditions, like... Yeah. So, also, he's famous for getting drafted out of high school. He did not go to college, which he was the only second person, I think, in the history of NBA to do that. Mm -hmm. And so, what's fucked up about the NCAA to, like, NBA pipeline is, like, players are not allowed to make money in the NCAA, but yet... All the colleges are making tons and tons of money. Right, they're making a lot these, of money like, off, young these, men, off these, off these young men. Like, right, young men of color. Yeah, and also he noted that... Well, and then I think, and part of the thing he says is bad about it also, is it just, like, it gives all these kids, like, it gives them a lot of ego, but, like, it doesn't give them money. And it, like, Yeah, off. I also was so impressed by how wise he was, because I feel like if I, <laughs> as my dream was at age 10, if I was, like, insanely popular and, like, such a good basketball player, and, like, someone brought me, like, so many sneakers and all this money like I would absolutely be like I'll take it yeah and Kevin Garnett doesn't his grandmother who's like so fabulous and is always shushing him for four hours so she can watch soap operas <laughs> oh his grandma who's just like carries a gun with her to the supermarket yeah, yeah. and then so this like recruiter brings like a bag of money and then the recruiter just hears like a ka-ch- and it's like that's his grandmother like getting out her rifle and just being like you take that money and get the fuck out of here <laughs> 
Anyway, just saying I would absolutely like take all the Adidas and like not yeah, get it. <laughs> no, and you know, and we've talked about that sort of mindset before and you do need to know your worth and not just mm. take the first thing that comes along. No, you are a master negotiator and um like he learns when he argues his contract. Right, and he gets like the most expensive contract in the history of basketball. And then but then it's like awkward because like then everyone's mad at him. And all um, the players kind of see him differently. And then it's like causes dissension in the ranks and it's like you actually have to be on a team with these people. Well, he talks a lot about having right to pay your dues, like knowing as a rookie and just like you have to like keep your head down, but like also talk trash, but like Right. It's like such a mix because it's like he's like the most like famous trash talker and this book is so funny and he's so hilarious. But at the same time, like in the early like years, he's getting like schooled and they're being like, oh, he tries to talk trash to Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. And they're just like, yeah, so like, like you're so going to yeah. go ahead and not do that. Yeah, so that's actually not allowed at all. Yeah. And like, he is the one person that you really are not allowed to talk shit about. And then like Jordan like schools him in this like game they're playing or whatever. And like Jordan gives him that pair of shoes that well, one the, time. Oh, that's insane. Okay, that I really related with where it's like they're playing some game. Like That part to me was, it was so like, homoerotic. Yeah, it really, it was like, I think it was like an MVP they game. Play, they, yeah, they play an MVP game and then Jordan is like unlacing his Jordans. Midway. And they're like, like special playoff And he's Jordans. like going to put on his second pair of Jordans for the game. And then Kevin is just like, yo dog, like, can I get those? And then he just throws them at him and goes, I'm not going to sign them. It's just like, mm, like I'm not mm. gonna sign them, you desperate faggot. But like, yeah, inhale <laughs> yeah, my foot sweat and like yeah. put it on a fucking little glass case and in your little trophy it, room. Right, and he's like, and they've been on my shelf forever. Which brings me to let's talk about the Charles Barkley part. He like throws in the part about the trans bathroom bill. Okay, so okay. I feel like this book is so this book came out this week, and this book has very came out this week energy, right. where it's <laughs> like I can week. tell that the editor was definitely like, um, I am gonna need you to make passing reference to like at least ten of the like most recent news controversies of the past four years to like make this book relevant. So he's talking about Charles Barkley, and then he's like, and you know what? And like he was always a progressive guy, and when that bathroom bill came out in no, North he, Carolina, he goes, he goes, and when that garbage bathroom bill came out and you're just like what? <laughs> go all the way off I guess like talking about the trans bathroom yeah, bill and just be like and he was against it and then it's just like but that entry is like a paragraph long and then it's like he also talks about that gay basketball player Jason Collins who came out and he was just like and I do admit that I maybe was prejudiced but I learned that it's not always good to be prejudiced and sometimes you have to kill the hate within to find the love within and then it's like okay and then the next entry like about Ruth Chris's steakhouse is like four pages long (laughs) and it's like okay you obviously don't care about Jason Collins don't know him there's like nothing about this in the book and they were just like you actually are gonna need to go ahead and include one paragraph and a half entry about like this Famous gay basketball player. The amount of times Ruth Chris's Steakhouse was that, that restaurant has always confused me. It's Ruth's Chris's Steakhouse, right? Not Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. No it's, Ruth, no, it's Ruth's Chris. Ruth's Chris. But like, what's what's going on there? Why Ruth's Chris's? No, it's I mean it's Ruth's. Ruth's it's Chris. like Ruth's. So there's a Chris Steakhouse and it belongs to someone named Ruth. But why? Why? I mean, I don't know. Let's go. It's just sad for me because, like, obviously I want to be, like, a massive athlete in, like, a huge double-breasted suit, like, going into Ruth's Chris's Steakhouse. With all your boys? With all my boys. Okay, he's also, like, so sober and he's just like, we're out at, like, Da Costa's Monte Carlo's restaurant. It's my 24th birthday. We're laughing. We're talking till 4 a.m. Sober. Yeah, so he's a Jehovah's Witness. His mom is sober. She, like, kept him off drugs. 
Senegal. And he's obviously surrounded by partiers all the time. Yeah. I mean, he talks about, okay, the part where he says, describes that plane that was basically, it was like Soul Plane. Oh, yeah. And it was like, we made Soul Plane look like Mary Poppins. Right. And he was just like, we're playing dice. We're playing like beret. But no, beret. Beret. Which was like spades, but like more crazy. And he's like, you better like show up with like a so much money in Rolexes to play beret. <laughs> Kevin Garnett is a cool cat. You know what Super- I mean? You get that vibe from him. Like, I do think that, yes, the editor made him put in a, a bunch of just like, uh, like, blue check like libtarded content like mm. because it's 2021 but it's just like I think he is a totally cool cat who is like actually way cooler than that and just like likes people and is down to clown and it's like his ghostwriter is a bisexual Jewish. dyslexic Jewish this guy David Ritz just the name like, sounds so familiar. Well, I mean, it's like those are just sort of common words. So that makes sense. Maybe he's just being like, what do you think of trans people? And then Kevin Garnett is just like in a huge chair just being like, love him. <laughs> Book a job. Like, Book a job. job. <laughs> Man, like, if cats want to do what cats want to do, then, like, do your thing. I did. I know this whole book, it's so fab, and he's calling everyone a cat, and it's like, it reminds me, obviously, when I was being so retro and getting into Sinatra, how I just, like, really wanted to, like, make a point to call everyone a cat, but I was 11, so it was kind of hard. <laughs> and is that hard? Is that weird for me now? I just don't think it's ever going to happen naturally for me, if it's if you're not It would natu- seem a little for Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like, when I, you know, in seventh grade, when I forced myself to make my A's and my G's, like, in that Times New Roman font. Gay. Yes. Confirmed gay. Confirmed. Absolutely. Like psychotically gay. And I would just sit and I would practice my A's over and over and Mm. over again in class until it became muscle memory. And now I just always make my G's like in that fancy New York Times way. And, you know, that's maybe something you could have done with Kat. But I don't see the commitment there. And this goes back to the discipline issue. (laughs) Wow. And the basketball. (laughs) And the basketball. And the the soccer. soccer practice. Right. You know, commit. Commit to but something. But I, I committed to to Little League. I did minor and I did major. Okay, well, where, where's your trophies? Oh, you want to see my trophies? Do you ever go to state? Yeah, we did. Well, we did All-Stars for the city. I have a North Cambridge All-Stars t-shirt. So you were one of the best people in North Cambridge? And the minor league, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. pardon me. Pardon you. Worked so you the, play kind of like an exhibition game. For my cop game. coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Talk about discipline. Celebrity Book Club. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumbled down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. <laughs> there are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. 
Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. To loop back to Michael Jordan for a second, <laughs> yeah, I, you know it, it's interesting that Michael Jordan is sort of untouchable in the basketball community. So I was sort of I was looking at some of the stats, like as a researcher, and yeah, there totally. is you know there are some folks who would say that maybe Michael Jordan is not the best basketball player of all time. Maybe it's LeBron James. Maybe it's Kobe Bryant. Right, and if you actually look at the stats and sort of the passing and the whatever, and again, like I still don't have no idea like how basketball works. Sorry, my girl, but like Michael Jordan is untouchable because of his commercial power and the fact that he was able to create this like insane powerful brand around him that was like did so much to just like elevate the sport so he is and the like only... elevate it as a business and like elevate the people who play it as role models it was like Shark Tank vibes I feel like Garnett really tried to learn from Jordan's business vibe I mean he was also very Jessica Simpson where it's like he got a yes, bigger royalty deal and his license to deal and it's like he get like Michael Jordan like before it would be normal f- to get like 0.5% of every sale when Michael Jordan gets like 5% of all sales or something. So it's right. like he's making like an absolute gazillion amount of dollars. So it's like a lot of, you know, basketball players now, it's like if you're coming up in basketball, a lot of the access to fame and fortune is, is that licensing. You ha- it's, it's, you know, but, it's but, your and, Adidas, and, it's your you Nike. Know, and, and a lot of that that you have is because Jordan paved that way and he opened that door. I want to talk about another M who changed the game that he talks about in this book. Mark, Mark Cuban! Cuban. Wait, this one's so funny. It was, okay, hold on. Because he changed the game by basically adding amenities to gyms. Literally making, okay, what I was going to say, so Mark Cuban is the Danny Meyer of the NBA. Yes, no, it is all about hospitality first, and it's just like, if people have really good water pressure in the showers and, like, rainfall showers and, like, steam rooms and access to massages. And massages, and, like, what did he say, hyperbaric chambers? He was, like, nutritional, like, coaches. Like, Wait, Wait, where's the Cuban section? Wait, Mark, what's cool about this book is like when we're no, always like searching for pages. Obsessed. I think it's under. S- okay. Uh, before long, you could see Cuban changing the culture. Practice facilities getting a 24-7 chef. Nutrition becoming a big item. The right kind of juices. State-of-the-art shower heads hitting you with maximum pressure. I was like, damn, I want to <laughs> take that shower. Jet spray tubs big enough to house seven footers. <laughs> <laughs> now they're hiring barbers and players can get a haircut before going home. Um, and the history of the league is the history of more than a few cheap owners looking to beef up profits at the players' expense. Cuban turned it around. So it's basically like, you know, you put in a little bit of investment to making the you're players' getting so lives much better. Back. You're getting so much more back and you're getting a lot more player retention because of those amenities. This is, you know, this is sort of the, the Google method of employee retention where it's just like, if you give employees everything they want, then they're never going to leave, you know? So right. you give them everything they need at the facility. Feed them while you beef at, you know. At, at, the, at the health point oh. training center. Okay, but did you see the part when he got traded? And he's like, I moved to the West Village and he's like, I was obsessed with the West Village and was just being like, I didn't want some high rise in Midtown. He was like, I wanted a townhouse to spread out. And he was like, I loved going to the little shops 
and he was just being so Taylor Swift. Dude, I forgot be... about this completely Taylor Swift segment. I mean, basically that's it. He's just being like, I love stepping out, like and going to restaurants with my family, and just like he was like, it's European and it's a fairy tale and it's cobblestones and it's so like, welcome to New, New York. York. But then, no, but his point is that he was like, I was shocked that people were still being so Boston-New York rivalry and, like, people coming up to him and his daughters being like, fuck you, like, Knicks forever or something. Right, right. So when he decides to play for Boston, he's, like, makes this big decision to switch from Minneapolis Timberwolves, as he calls it, Mini. Mini. He keeps saying Mini. <laughs> he's like, when I made the decision to play for Boston, it was, like, this big deal, and I was, like, the super hot player in the league, and people were like, where's he going to go? You know, there's all this, oh, tongues are a wagon, and he's trying to call his friends, and he's trying to get in touch with Kobe Bryant. Oh, yeah. And Kobe Bryant is not answering the phone. And so he thinks it's all because, like, he said this thing to Kobe at a game just, like, on the line, like, before the game started. He would, like, shit-talk to him a little bit or something. And he thinks that Kobe's, like, still holding this over him. And he calls him. He's like, and I called him again. And then I called him again. And then I call call him 27 times. And he doesn't answer. And then it's like a month later, he gets a call back from Kobe. And Kobe's like, sorry, I was in China. No, no, no. Kobe doesn't even call him. They're at a game. Oh, right. They're literally at a game. And he's like... And he's like, I called you. And Kobe's trying to be like, why are you acting so weird? And he's like, um... so do you not remember when I called you 27 times? And he was like, I was in China. And he was like, you don't get messages in China? I mean, he was very calling out, like, no, I don't get texts. No, my phone isn't was, working. So, he was so calling, I just got this culture. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or he was just like, you're actually lying. And I know that yeah. you have an assistant. And, like, you probably did get my message. And you didn't want to counsel me about my move to Boston. Which is like, and it's like, Kobe then kind of admitted just like, well, you know. And it's like, I guess Kobe was just like, didn't want to deal with, like, him spiraling about his trade. And it's like, who knows what was going on? No, I mean, I get it. I mean, there's also that thing where it's like someone is asking you for career advice and you're kind of like, well, your career is actually kind of like doing better than mine right now. So it's like, I don't really want to like so be in the position of like listening to you kind of drone on about how hard it is for you to like accept this writing position at this like TV show or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I don't think that was... Oh, you don't? You've never experienced anything like this? I just think that's two different situations. I don't think I feel like that is part of it. And Kobe was just like, I don't want to hear you bragging about like the most epic trade and how you're going to be the most highly paid basketball player Him just being like, oh, should I take 312 million? Should I take 312 million or like take 350 million like to pay for Miami? It's like really like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, can you help me? Yeah, I mean, I think Kobe also may have just been like a little bit more very Oh, Kobe is being like, I'm separating work and family and like I'm in China actually. Yes, I'm in China. These are my boundaries. These are my boundaries and I don't do America stuff while I'm in China. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm actually respecting their culture. And please respect my boundaries. Speaking of respecting cultures, can we talk about him talking about his respect for Japanese streetwear? Oh, yeah. And he's just like, the cats in Tokyo. Yo, he was like, they They are the craziest. If I may pull up um, Japan. Okay, well, so he talks about just like... um Okay, yes, Japan is highly congested, highly conformist country populated by millions of corporate cats wearing plain-ass black suits. But all that conformity gave rise to a youth movement of artists and clothes and designers who said, fuck that shit. We are going our own way. I went crazy for brands like A Bathing Ape, The Great China Wall, Y3, Red Monkey. I went wild for Japanese denim. I saw how they made that old-school denim with the mill and the wheel. They did, like, old 50s, like the old Lee jeans. I became a certified denim. Denim head. I also became a fan of salvage stitching and cuffs. In Japan, the manufacturing of denim is an art form. They work that fabric like no one else. And when it comes to skinny jeans, I love me some skinny jeans. The Japanese have perfected the product. Okay, salvage queen. 
absolutely Japanese raw salvage queen. Yeah, I can't act. Obsessed. I didn't realize how also obsessed with he was really, he's really into skinny jeans. Yeah, that's surprising. I would love to see some more pictures of his fits because it's like usually when you see athletes not in their uh, athlete clothes, especially basketball players, I feel like it's suits. And he's very yeah. pro suit as yes. he discusses. But we'll get into this in segment stuff. Yeah. But it's like, I guess I don't associate him with fashion the way that you associated Janice Rodman with fashion. Well, I mean, so in the Dennis Rodman story, which is so iconic, where he's like, so much respect for him, just like, but I was like, it sounded like, you know, he was kind of scared of Dennis Rodman, like many maybe were. But just the one thing about Dennis Rodman is that he, Dennis Rodman comes into the gym and is running on a treadmill in thigh-high combat boots. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously, like, you know, as he mentions in the very short section on Jason Collins, he's Mm -hmm. like, maybe he did have some prejudice towards Mm. those kind of fits. But then he was like, but I also respected his confidence. And then, of course, later, Kevin Garnett is in Japan and he's buying just like all the, the most insane raw skinny salvage, salvage raw. Love to go shopping with him. Yeah. I'm sure you'd love to go shopping with his credit card. <laughs> oh, please. Kevin? <laughs> can I buy these raw we, salvage we, like, boyfriend Kevin, jeans? Let's go to Shibuya. Let's just fucking <laughs> let's do, do it. it. Like, sushi. <laughs> Um, so I like the part when the head coach of the Celtics, when he first gets to Boston, takes them on a duck tour. Oh, takes oh him my and Paul God, Pierce wait. and the other guy on a duck I'm tour. I'm screaming. That part was... And he was like, meet me at the dock at 8 a.m. Sorry, it was the most Boston... When I read that part, I was like, that was the part I wanted to talk to you about. And he was just like, what the most. fuck is this? He was like, it's called a duck boat. Is there anything more Boston to be like, meet me at a dock and it's at 8 a.m. And it's so, it's like just being so the departed. But it's also so Boston because it's also just about the duck boats, which if you don't know, a duck boat is a boat that is also a car. It is the world's (laughs) only amphibious car. It is a car that goes in water, honey. Uh, Okay, well, a question I wanted to ask you. Okay, so when he announces his draft, that he's going to the draft. So he's like still in high school and it's this like really crazy moment because high school students never go to the NBA draft. He announces his like draft announcement oh my God, from yes. Home Run Pizza which home is run like in. Home Run in Pizza which is like this pizza place in Cicero yeah, in Chicago. And I as I was wondering, you know, where would you announce your oh. draft announcement pick? So it's, what location? It's, it's so funny because on the train over here I was literally thinking of asking you the same question. Oh my God! Yeah, uh, wow. and I I instantly just said because of, you know, there has to be a lot of reporters and stuff. I'm not saying that this place is my favorite place. You're just thinking about venue capacity. I'm thinking about a place I like is true to kind of my hometown and venue capacity. Okay. I would say the Bertucci's at Alewife. <gasps> I love that idea. It's basically, you know, it's also a pizza chain, so I kind of wanted to go in that vein, but it's a local pizza chain. Right. And also you have the gorgeous high ceilings, the brick, all all those pizza ovens, but also it's enough room. It's not, you can get all, all of those reporters in there. Yeah. There's a couple options coming to mind for me. Uh, yeah. So one is just descending the elevator at Dover Street Market Ooh. and then like coming out of it, like on the Comme des Garçons floor. And then just, and like everyone's like, oh my God. And it's so like Trump in the elevator vibes. Like when he announces his candidacy on the gold escalator okay. at Trump Tower. 
Another option would be Copley Mall in that center descending. space. Oh, descending escalator. But then you know how they have the big fountain with yeah. like that gorgeous marble oh, carving. Oh my God. Well, that's it. It's Copley. Well, but then I'm also worried about sort of sound interference from the fountain. They could maybe turn the fountain off for the actual interview. Because that's, I mean, that's the echo in there. Yeah, the echo And you're intense. shouting in. It's so basketball where they're always like getting interviewed and like they're so sweaty and just like yelling into the thing. And you could yeah. be like shouting over that cop, the, the echo and the pennies right. being dropped in the fountain. Right. But basketball team is also so Ritz and they're just like in the lobby of the Ritz like getting onto their big bus and just being like, we had a good game. So maybe you just do it in your parents' <laughs> do it in my lobby. Parents lobby. <laughs> oh, we didn't even Post- talk about Uncut Gems. Yeah, we didn't cut about It's so good. Great movie. Watch it. <laughs> Great movie. Watch it. But, and you know, and he talks about, and he's just like Adam Sandler. He was like, that dude was Pacino. Was he even nominated for that? Yeah, not a Sandler. Sandler. Huh. Well, Uncut Gems... An Independent Spirit uh, Award. This is the thing. People talk about the Oscars like they matter. It's like, of course they don't fucking matter. They don't matter. They don't actually, they don't really look at the performances. I watched the Golden Globes last night. Oh. I didn't hear of one fucking movie on that show. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, excuse me? Oh, yeah, excuse me? What happened? Did Emily in Paris win? Sadly, no. I was like rooting for Emily in Paris. It was just like, Shit's Creek sweeping in again. Oh, kill me. Ugh, it's like. No, put that on the list yeah. with fucking Paul Rudd. I also don't get... Whatever, I, we'll go to segments. We can we talk run. about Shit's Creek off air. Segment hoops. What, what does she wear? wear? What, what does, does she eat? How, How does, does she live? Okay. Okay. So what does he wear? So does obviously he wear? he's super so into fashion. He's and super he's into fashion. He's tall. So when I mean, he said like salvage and like Japanese, I was like thought he was gonna be like so like capital and like wearing so much like you know new like funky designer like bape streetwear kind of stuff. Yeah. So he's wearing like the skinniest jeans I've ever seen. They are absolutely painted on. I mean, yeah, these jeans are so skinny. It's insane because when I think raw Japanese salvage denim, I think like a little bit more like rockabilly, like so yeah, dark I, but shiny. You know what I mean? Sometimes, yeah, I, th- I think that like a Visu kind of brand, like I think it's like super like starchy and it like stands up. No, on its own. I mean what's, that's that's not like, what's starchy. actually the most Boston thing about him is not playing for the Celtics. It's honestly this weird male style where yeah. it's just like well, that oh, vest is that also he's wearing very like a tech. basically like a tack but cropped like. Puffy vest, just like, you know, probably expensive hoodie. And then these painted on skinny jeans, more painted on skinny jeans. I mean, you know, there's a point at which it's like when you have that kind of body, you know what I mean? When you are an Adonis, when you are a god. Show it off. Yeah. Show it off. He's like, yeah, look at these gams. We don't need to have like some crazy outfit on. Like, look at the fucking gams. I'm going to be wearing a normal sweatshirt. Like, you know that my body is pulsating Insane, with like, raw male energy and that's all you need but to I also know. think he's like I'm fashion I'm gonna wear these skinny jeans no and I'm sure everything like, costs $800 right. I just mean he's like let's you know I'm different I am Japanese no I know they're like they're nice expensive jeans but like I don't need to wear like the most like wide cropped crazy like no this he's is not, not like a Shibuya street fashion no I think yeah he's means. not like in a like huge corduroy right like cropped, cropped corduroy, <laughs> cropped corduroy. <laughs> but like 
if someone turned him on, maybe was like, actually, this is so Japanese. Like, maybe you do need to get. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see like if he had like one crazy funky piece in the mix. Like, did he buy? And like, he also may have like some really funky crazy pieces that he just doesn't wear. Like, we're seeing him out just like kind of right in. Yeah, and obviously he. I'm sure he has like 1,700 pairs of sneakers, and he has like a walk-in closet that has like so many like just never worn sneakers and like collectors Jordans and because he has his own shoe at Adidas. Oh, wait, we, did we Let's, talk about the shoe section? No, but yeah. But he gets really into shoes and he's like, and then I was working with Puma, but like, they don't really have good materials and like, yeah. actually, I kind of had to like, get out of that deal, <laughs> yeah. that deal because like, they're using like, shitty rubbers. Puma's kind of the most random brand. Yeah, I it's mean. It's kind of like, who's it? For I feel like I'm always every summer like almost kind of buying the Puma skater shoe. Oh, it was fun when he so he was like such a skateboarder as a teen and talking about like wearing airwalks and he was so skater and I would love to kind of see that style. Well, you know, Puma and Adidas are based in the same German town and they have a historic rivalry. Oh, uh, I think you've told me that once and I've forgotten. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Please remember my German yes. geographical history tidbits. Do you remember that shiny Puma jacket you oh. had? Oh my God! I yeah. remember that jacket was. It was insane. like very Italiano, like Japanese race street car. Fashion, yeah, it was so bright and shiny, and my skin was so crazy. I had the like, so I had so red. many zits, and I was my skin was so red, and I would wear the shiniest red jacket that just set off my acne. That's what you think, but I remember when you got that. I was like, I was so jealous. I wanted that shiny. I was like, I want to be looking Dario and. Dready or whatever, but like, the way that I did not look like an Italian, like no, I would Formula One racer was really. I wouldn't insane. say you did, but at the time, just do be known that, like, I was like, that's a fucking cool piece, Stevens rocking. And of course, I was wearing it over a kimono, kimono. over a vintage T-shirt with my Hudson mom's jeans. like wooden jewelry Hudson jeans that were so whiskered. And then you maybe were so Puma because you were so Euro sneaker and like tiny little Euro sneaker that like turned up. Okay, I don't think my sneakers were tiny. I meant, I'm uh, sorry, excuse me. I didn't mean size-wise. I mean, like, it's a slim leather. Yeah. They weren't bulky at all. Actually, no, exactly. I know the shoes you're talking about. Yeah. Those are Mark Jacobs shoes. Yes, and they're they, like they thin were, leather. They were, like, little bitchy little slippers. I'm just saying, yeah, if I was Kevin Gannett, I would not be working with Puma either. I'd be working with Adidas. No, I'd send probably. some high with Puma and I'd say, I gotta go, yeah. ladies. Oh, he ends up working. going with Adidas. Right. Oh, wait, do you like what he's talking about? He was working with that other brand, like, which is more, Arklan. I feel like, Japanese of him. And he so was like, just I'm not like, going to do Nike. And it was like all these like white guys who were just like kind of like being a little bit like too thirsty. And he was like, there's always been something weird to me <laughs> about just like white guys who are just like being like so desperate for black culture. And it's like, can you calm down? And they were all just being like, oh, you know, so many like Jonah Hills. No, they were like, so. Oh, dude, that's so, that's so fucking so dope. Yeah, and like, and that was so dope. Like, but when you like took that three point shot, like <laughs> yeah. off, the, off the five, like, and you did the mids, like that was so cool. And just like, that was so fucking awesome. Awesome, man. Hey, hey, man, uh, put on Migos. Like, right. put the, put the and they're coming on, in, they're like, Let's get some more they're like, hey, G, check out these fucking 85. Yeah, like, awesome, yeah, awesome. these like 93 Jordan X5. Like, and he's like, and okay, he's like, okay, literally okay, summer. Guys, please do simmer down. But then he was like, but then I went work with the guy, but then it was so weird. But then I think he goes back to Nike. He, he flops around. He does not have any allegiance to one I shoe didn't brand. look That's up Norwegian. what the shoes and oh, the being eventually. I will say yeah. this I don't like basketball shoes like for myself well, it's not really your style yeah it's like when I wear I oh mean, I see because I wear like athletic clothing and don't do anything athletic so I'm totally fine appropriating sport culture but like basketball shoes are just so big I was you, you were very into basketball I was, shoes used to be so basketball shoe in high school I 
would wear those like retro throwback basketball converse sneakers that I was, I feel like what they, they were called, the superstar, something like that. And the I was, ones with the pumps? No, then I bought the pumps off eBay. I bought used Reebok pumps off eBay. Old school. Fucking, I mean, I am that way. I just mean like, <laughs> No, dude, you literally are. I'm like, check out my pumps. You are Jonah um, Hill. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I was obsessed with, like, totally retro basketball sneakers. And I was kind of cagey where I was, like, I feel like my then in college I was wearing just, like, the skinniest black jeans and then, like, a huge white basketball sneaker. Yeah, that was, I know, that was fully URKG style. Yeah. And then you also just love a big suit. His first suit that he buys is from, like, Rochester Big and Tall on South Michigan Avenue in Chicago and just, like, is the most, like, massive. And you would walk into Rochester Big and Tall like, hi, I need one suit. (laughs) And they were like, excuse me, young man, um, not... Maybe one one day you can shop here. And you're like, I'm 23. And they're like, okay, well, you're actually not a basketball player. So you need to leave. Yeah, happened to me many a time. And I'm always wanting to like be in like a big and tall Steve Harvey suit. And it's like, I should be thankful that I actually like am too small for it. No, and you do have size dysmorphia. Um, Okay, what does Does she eat? eat? Okay, so he's so steakhouse. He's so Ruth as Chris's. Yeah, I mean, he's an athlete. He's having like a 6,000 calorie meal. Yeah, but then he also says he loves his routine is eating peanut butter and jelly before the game, which is so athlete and just being like, I need to have like a child. I mean, it's like so many before. superstitions. Yes. Um, also, completely insane though, when he was like, before Red Bull, I would pour Gatorade into black coffee, that, which is so like fucked up gill water. I mean, that's that's like meth behavior. <laughs> That is like meth gay behavior. <laughs> Just like, um, one La Cologne draft, <laughs> yeah. one Gatorade glacier mask, mix them together. It's really good. It's all you need for the day. It keeps you going. And then I don't need to eat. And then I'm sure, yeah, he's like, is having juices and just like alkaline water. The right kind the of The right juice. kind of juices. I was like, what is the wrong kind of juices? I guess it's so like when bananas have too much potassium and you can't like overdose some bananas. Well, no, no. I mean, I think like, I think he's talking about like health food juice as opposed to like juice. As yeah, in, like, juicy all sugar, juice, right. Which is all sugar and like apple juice and like grape juice, which is literally Oh, he meant, ju- right. Just I think like, he, he meant like, you know, green juice and like smoothie juice gone, and like yeah. L- LA juice. Um. How does, How does he, he live? live? Okay. I mean, it's well, as he said, he didn't want a penthouse. He wanted West Village vibes. He wanted, I think but that he said just temporary. I mean, to me, I'm pretty big. sure that it's big. It's like I think all athletes basically Need live in furniture. a massive <laughs> McMansion Mansion. that's completely empty. There's nothing on the walls. I think it is spotless. I think everything is yes. windexed to within an inch of its life. I think that there's like a custom sofa that can seat a nine foot person that is just like the largest Absolutely. recliner. But I think he actually does have stuff in the walls. I feel like maybe he is like random framed prince poster. Okay, framed prince poster, yes. And like then, framed like photo of Malcolm X. Yeah, and then maybe there is like some random art and just like There's an uncut gems poster like in the office or something. Yes, and just like then like sneakers and like a gem and different athlete stuff. But yeah, it's the most massive couch in the entire world to like fit him and his like family yeah. and like friends. But it's still just like white walls. I don't think there's like paint on the walls. I don't think there's like wallpaper rooms. I don't think there's like mm, yeah, a lot of like different like decor ideas going on. gorgeous though. Yeah, I mean, you know he cares about water pressure. I'm sure he's got That's, the, like, I mean, I'm sure he's got this I like, mean, the ins- bathroom is designed quite kind of gorgeously in the most insane mansion way. Yeah, but it's. Pr- I'm just saying I don't think it's really like any, there's really any like uh, flourishes decor wise going yeah. on. I don't think, you know. I would love to see what was going hotel. on in that West Village townhouse. Yeah, that's interesting to me. Yeah. I bet he still could- has, I bet he has that and then I bet he also has like his LA mansion. 
I'm sure he was just like, I mean, as you know, he's like smart with money. He was like, okay, mm, I need to unload. I this. need to unload yeah. this, and I'll I'll make a tidy profit if I like sell this. I'm sure that I'm sure he like the townhouse went up in value like 3.5 million over the course of two years. Um, well, wait, who are you in the book? Oh, who are you in the book? Well, you're definitely Garnett in the way that you're like, I'm not going to sit down and read a book for an hour on the couch. I'm definitely him with regards to And books. I think you're a good negotiator. And you're like, I'm not taking the first offer. Well, but, the at some, this, uh, but then sometimes I am when the second offer comes back. I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to eat shit on this one. Right. But I also don't think, you know, and maybe you are. Actually, maybe you are good at because you also are like a trash talker. But you're also like, it's all still fun and games. It's on the court. But I also don't think like you're banging your head like against like a pad. I don't no, maybe you are. Okay, you're a Garnett, in my opinion. <laughs> wow, that's a huge compliment. Yeah, Thank you're you. welcome. He is a champion. Um, yeah, but if just, you have other thoughts. Well, I guess I'm just like, am I the bisexual Jewish ghostwriter? Mm, yeah. I guess he's not really in the book. But you are kind of that. Like, there's parts of Garnett where I'm like, yeah, you're not obviously like Jehovah and like... I don't so you're not sports. as intense as Garnett and you don't play sports? Yeah, like I'm kind of jealous of his intensity. Like I feel like he has... Oh, wait, actually, no, there was a part that I did kind of relate because they were just like, he's so stubborn. And once he gets an idea in his head, like he can't let it go. And I feel like I do kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm quick to judge. Right. And when I like get an idea about something, like that thing is that thing forever to me. I'll tell you who I think I am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Joe, the famous Celtics equipment manager. Johnny Joe <laughs> is one of my favorite people in life. Johnny Joe's a legend. Irish dude. St. John chain around his neck, medium height, and great shape for his age. Loves Notre Dame. Looks a little like Ray Donovan's uncle. Got that bop, 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 bada bing style, North End style of talking. A supreme chama who the ladies love. JJ is only devoted to his wife. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. No. Heard. No, and you are so equipment manager. Yeah, and I'm just like bringing so many sneakers, and I'm like, do you have a size 13? But I'm also like arranging travel, so. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, M track vibes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, next. Next, but Buck. on the docketo is. David, David Ogilvie. Ogilvie. Oh, this comes back to the Ogle pronunciation. Yeah, we're going to go a little more back in time to an old book, Shaking Manhattans. It's called... Wheeling and Dealing. Confessions of an Advertising Man. That's right, honey. We're going to the Mad Men era, 1960s. Madison, Madison Avenue! <laughs> um, so we're going to get into the great We're talking about foam core mock-ups and ad campaigns. Of branding. Uh, which we Just, both have a lot to say about. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm very excited to read this book. I am hope Super you guys are pumped. excited to listen to it. As you know, you don't have to read the books, but feel free to. Um, this Kevin Garnett book yeah, is... Yeah, dude, seriously, new release? It is available now um, for purchase or for download onto your Kindle and as you or know, Nook. Steven is obsessed with, like, numbers, and let's let's get Kevin Garnett some good numbers Yeah, no, book. definitely. Let's get it to First the top. Sales. First week sales. Praise be to Kevin for writing a book that you can just pick up and sort of leaf through. And read whatever, put it on the coffee table. People are like, this is fun. Also, if you're, like, a girl, sorry, yeah. or anyone, not to gender, this would be an amazing gift, I yeah. think. I mean, I will say, you know, my, my criticism with this book is that, like, I don't think it really 
describes basketball for people who don't know what basketball is. No, that's not his job. Okay, well, he sort of wrote the book, so it's like... I just think it's just like, learn a little bit about basketball and then buy the book. If you, it, like Most people who are buying this book are not like coming from Mars being like, what is basketball? Yeah, your attitude right now is actually really, <laughs> really, really aggressive and unnecessary. Like, this is actually, we're, we're talking I'm about just saying, writing. So he has to do the emotional labor for you? Uh, yeah, it's called an audience, called a reader. It's like how we're describing this book to people who haven't read it. I'm not coming here saying, uh, if you haven't read it, like, don't listen to this podcast. It's like, if you don't know what a three-point shot, a five-four, a th- a this person on this team kind of thing is, it's like, you know, I would appreciate it a little bit more sort of like descriptions, even from an emotional perspective of what it's like to play a basketball game so that like I can sort of like get in that moment. And I didn't really get that from this Do you this know what book. a free throw is? Well, I, I mean, I can imagine what a free throw is. Well, you got to look at you imagining. Right. But I'm saying like, for free example, you know, the Agassi book, I felt like it was just like he talked yes. about a tennis game in this way where it's like, I don't know the tennis terms, but I get the vibe of what it's like to play tennis. I get the vibe of like what the the challenges and the mental challenge against the other player is. And it's like, didn't totally get that from this book where I would just be like, I'm not coming away with like a deeper understanding of the game. I see what you're saying. I guess I'm kind of just like, that's also the nature of the book to be like so random and skipping ahead. So it's with Agassi, it was such a narrative where we're like knowing what 30 love is a little bit more. Right. I just like, I did find myself kind of like mm, speed reading when it would be a little bit more basketball-y. And I was like- No, and even I'll admit it too. But but, but, you know, I guess, you know, to the book's strength, like- you can do that. And I can just like right. skip ahead to the part where I'm like, oh, I've heard of LeBron James, so I'll read this. Section. Right. You're like, I've heard of Jenna Jackson. And yes. that is, right. When he's so like 3 3 0, defense to the back. And you're kind of like, mm, yes, defense. <laughs> Nods and gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I give it, mm, it's actually kind of hard to rate. I really did love it. Three. Yeah. I guess I feel like I'm giving everything three and a half show marks out of five. And it's like kind of my vibe right now. I mean, I guess I give it three out of five because I'm just like, you know, it wasn't so juicy. Like, I really right. like the I like him and I like the vibe. And but it's super funny and it's also a super like fun format. I'm it, giving it three point five but shamrocks I, out of five. So happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Pat's. Tag us and what you're doing on St. Pat's when this book comes out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Show, show us a picture of your corned beef roast. What you're drinking, show, what you eating. Yeah. Show me your little shamrock. Mm, show me your cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening. As always, follow us at CBC The Pod. Right. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, and we are obsessed with you and we love you. Go Boston. Go Boston. Boston strong. Boston strong. Best. Best. Best regards. Celebrity Book Club. All right, shut the fuck up and listen to me for two seconds. Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects and HeadGum. The show is produced by Meg Manane, who is hot, with editorial support from Andrew Passens, who is also hot, and Leon Nafok, who did beat me in an arm wrestling match once because I was very, very drunk. Engineering by Ferris Monchi, original theme song by Newtonville Zone, Stephen Phillips Host. Artwork by Teddy Blanks at Chips NY. Honestly, like a good guy. I've never met him, but he just seems like like, you know, he seems like good people. Uh, follow us on Twitter at CBC the Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. 
leave us a review. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Don't forget to tell your cousin about us. Don't forget to tell your neighbor about us. Don't forget, who? His father and oh, his father. Yeah, no, his yes. father. Your cousin's father. The one who owes me money. Uh, listen, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, we're friends, and that's what matters more than anything. So, uh, you know, please have that reflected in your review. Uh, good luck. And, and if you're blood and you haven't left a review yet, no, you're out of my will. Then you're not blood you anymore. Are out okay? of my will. If you are related to me, even as a second cousin, even as a, even if you are my uncle who moved to New Zealand and his wife he divorced, she's a documentary filmmaker. Pardon me. Okay, it's like okay, Miss Fancy. Uh, leave a fucking review. Thank you. That was a HeadGum Podcast. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.